This is America's Roundtable from Washington, D.C., an initiative of the U.S.-based think tank International Leaders Summit in partnership with Lancer Broadcasting in Michigan. We thank you for joining us on America's Roundtable. I am Jolan Ansami, your co-host joined by Natasha Sardoj, economist and co-founder of the International Leaders Summit. America's Roundtable brings together leading voices from business, government, media, and the public policy arena. Subscribe to America's Roundtable on Apple Podcasts and Spotify, and via YouTube on International Leaders Summit. Visit iLeadersSummit.org. This weekend on America's Roundtable from Washington, D.C., in partnership with Lancer Broadcasting in the Midwest, we're delighted to once again welcome to this program a special guest and a trusted ally, former Congressman David Brad. Congressman David Brad served the Commonwealth of Virginia's 7th District from 2014 to 2017. And Dr. David Brad served on the House Budget Committee and as a member of the Freedom Caucus. He led the charging Congress for a more fiscally responsible budget process. Dr. Brad is the Dean of the Liberty University School of Business in Lynchburg, Virginia, and also serves on the International Leaders Summit's Executive Advisory Board. As a brilliant economist, he also served as the President of the Virginia Association of Economists. Dr. Brad, welcome again to America's Roundtable. Welcome, Dr. Brad. Great to be with you, Joel, Natasha, and all my brothers and sisters up there in the Midwest. That's where I'm from. So thank you for having me. Wonderful indeed. Dr. David Brad. since Biden took office on January 2021, he has pushed some 42 memorandums, proclamations, and other executive actions. The absence of checks and balances compounded by weakened states' rights are providing Biden, a serial Democratic politician of 47 years plus in public office, to push some 42-plus dangerous directives and social policies without having to work with Congress. And from our perspective, uh, state governors and state legislatures must step up and confront big government's overreach, and SCOTUS must also uphold the U.S. Constitution. Congressman Brett, do you foresee a showdown between an unaccountable Democratic White House, which is joined by rubber-stamping Congress, uh, which is kowtowing to the far left, and on the other side, state governors and legislatures? And if so, where do you anticipate such potential actions to stem the tide of dangerous socialist policies that eliminate jobs and apply punitive taxes? Yeah, no, I, I do expect to push back. Unfortunately, it's not going to be through the normal political channels. They own most of the apparatus up there, and they've scared or, or uh, shunned our folks away from the news media. We can't even get on the news media. We've been canceled. And so, but I, I think the backlash is already brewing. You know, one instance is the uh, immigration bill has already been shuttered. And they're having to break that into small parts just because some of the senators up there on the Democrat side know if that goes through, they lose their, their office. And so politicians do pay attention to the voices of the grassroots. And so everybody listening needs to uh, take action and, and make noise. And so as people, and yet yesterday you saw some glimmerings in the stock market, right? The upstart grassroots folks are making a dent uh, and taking down some of the giant uh, hedge funds, et cetera. It's going to be interesting, but uh, it, it's in the hands. The, the revolution has to be from beneath. And uh, the Marxists, of course, run the revolution from the top, and they, they control and command. And you brought up economics, and economics were supposed to maximize happiness for the people. 
I don't think that's in play uh, from the left right now. I, I wish they even would go secondarily just to maximize wealth creation, but they're not. They're maximizing power, and, and that's clear. And now it's up to the American people, and uh, some people I think are already having buyers and voters remorse for Biden. I guess that's trending big time right now out on uh, Google. And so that's where it has to come from. Let your let your legislators at the local, state, and federal level know that this is, is not America as you know it. Right. I mean, in his first day in office, uh, Joe Biden was seen signing executive orders that were stacked on his desk to undo President Trump's making America great agenda. And these executive orders present a stark departure from President Trump's pro-growth policies benefiting all Americans to benefiting big business, special interest groups in green energy, healthcare business, and as you said, illegal immigrants, while hurting American workers and entrepreneurs. And one can see the undoing of Trump's sound policies from the results that Biden's policies will achieve. Uh, Congressman Brad, we cannot but wonder how much of ignorance and how much of deliberate spitefulness is factored in through these executive orders to hurt Americans and usher a new era of government dependency. That's right. And it, it, it's like you say, it's not that the policies hurt uh, small business. They're designed to hurt small business. And so, you know, that, that's a strong charge that requires evidence. And the evidence is it's back to business as usual with the elites versus the uh, grassroots. Biden has opened up everything to China again. China is rejoicing and happy. Uh, they're strong. They're, they're making aggressive military moves in the South China Sea. Uh, they're making moves uh, over Hong Kong. They're making moves with announcements at the Davos summit about three days ago saying we're going to do uh, statist capitalism. Right. And that's the new move. So they're not saying we're going to do free market cap. They're, they're, they've announced that is the reset that Trudeau said uh, that the all the elites in the U.S. are moving toward. And it, it involves more and more socialism and government control. And so, you know, that all of our small businesses are being pummeled intentionally. The government loves to control, like even Walmart, where most of the heartland goes shopping, has now turned ideologically elitist. And they can control, the government can control Walmart and the executives. Even, they don't have to control all the people who shop at Walmart. They just need to control Walmart. And so that's an example of, of what's in play. And, uh, you know, there's going to be a realignment in uh, U.S. politics. It's not going to be Republican, Democrat. It's going to be the elitists and the establishment versus uh, the American middle class who want to see their wages go up, who are being punished by all of these Biden policies. I mean, what we're missing is a consent of the governed. Right. This right. is unconstitutional. Yeah, no, that's that's absolutely they don't care about the Constitution at all. They're trying to deconstruct. Uh, the Constitution, H.R. 1, the number one bill, right? It's it's leadership in order. H.R. 1 nationalizes elections. So the first bill they have with the number one after it in code, in law, takes the power away from the states that's in the Constitution to have control over elections and moves it to the nation. And then, then what do they do? Then they say you can do mail-in voting by national law and you don't have to have a chain of ownership of the votes. And there has to be no signature on any vote anymore, just like in California, and on and on and on. There was fraud in this election, and uh, they're changing it so it won't even be illegal to commit fraud. 
uh, going forward by nationalizing the ownership of the vote to the federal government instead of the states where the Constitution put it. When we look at what's happening in the European Union, for example, some 66% of EU members, Israel, Mexico, uh, Brazil, Argentina, and even India, the world's largest democracy, they all do not allow mail-in votes, and they all require a voter ID. So while these countries embraced the American election, they are not going to change their own election laws by allowing mail-in votes, and they look at America, and we have become the laughingstock of the world with such a a fraudulent system in place, truly exposing the irregularities in the voting structure. Yeah, no, that's absolutely right. And so the, the people listening, you know, I'm from Minnesota, Minnesota nice and all that kind of stuff, and Michiganders, uh, Judeo-Christian values, and uh, we've become passive. And so the left is acquiring power, and then conservatives write op-eds and say they contradicted themselves. They could care less about a contradiction. They're seizing power. Right. And so the only response to this is we have to retain power uh, by going to your political representatives and telling them they're on the hot seat. And you need to ask them the tough questions and think through those questions ahead of time. Like uh, in Michigan, was there any fraud in the election? And if your Republican won't say that there was fraud in the election after you show them evidence and please do that, uh, then they need to be primaried. Right. Because they're they're not they won't they don't have the guts to do what needs to be done right now. Absolutely. I mean, I mean, Biden is destroying economy. That's obvious from his uh, the first day in office and all the executive orders that he's signing. Right. I mean, he's increasing minimum wage, which usually leads to higher unemployment and especially among low skilled workers. A congressional budget office reported that raising the minimum wage to $15 an hour could kill up to 3.7 million jobs. Yeah. Then there are tax increases that also lead to small businesses having higher tax burden, while big business will lobby for tax loopholes in order to pay no federal taxes, such as Amazon has done for years. Yeah, no, that, that's exactly right. They're punitively going after small business and everything they do. The, the big corporations can afford the 15 bucks an hour. And just as a, by, by the way, you know, Amazon's Bezos uh, came out in corporate uh, policy against mail-in votes after they sustained <laughs> right the Democrat Party. So, I mean, you can't make it up, right? That shows the hypocrisy. But again, it's so okay. So uh, there's hypocrisy. But then your next move has got to be action. They're coming after small business, right? The economy is going to survive because they're probably doing another two trillion in funny money in debt that we're stealing from the next generation. And then there's $7 trillion, uh, that the Federal Reserve uh, has accelerated the, the blood flow in the body through the money supply, right? So the, they're keeping the corpse alive, right? And half, half the economy is okay. It's the big business. The big six tech firms are more powerful and own more uh, capital, et cetera, than all the European firms together. And they're all leftists and they're all elitists on the Marxist side which is a little bit of irony, right? So now the Marxists have all the rich, powerful capitalists on their side, and they still can't shoot straight. So they have to get rid of small business as a threat, and that's what they're doing. They're jacking up the minimum wage. It's not about economics at all. It's about brute power. And so everybody knows the small restaurants and the uh, hotels, they rely on, on, on not $15 an hour wages 
uh, to survive, especially up in Michigan, Minnesota, et cetera. And that's just the beginning. And then the regulatory barriers are coming, and then they're shutting down the pipeline. Uh, the union workers are now in revolt. Uh, and But Biden promised all this ahead of time. So I, I, I honestly do not know how, how uh, the union folks voted for Biden. And uh, they're going to pay the price now for doing so. Congressman Bratt, you mentioned a Keystone XL pipeline from Canada's Alberta to use refineries on the Gulf Coast. The damage incurred includes 10,000 American construction jobs, steel pipe made in the United States, and estimated $500 million for indigenous suppliers and jobs. And Biden cannot argue that this decision was made in order to prevent greenhouse gas emissions since Obama's State Department found that the pipeline would have no material impact on greenhouse gas emissions. What is the logic behind Biden's canceling of the Keystone XL pipeline? The logic is the same logic on every single point in the show so far. The left's accumulation of power. The green piece uh, if you really believed in green, free markets are the best way to get green because rich people like clean air and like clean water. The free market will give you that. And we have the cleanest air and the cleanest water in the world. Right. So other than that fact, so that why do you have the green industry? Because Al Gore and the left saw this is clever, right? We can bonk the Republicans over the head politically, call them big meanies as usual, and we can foist this trillion dollar new green deal and have business connections. And every, all businesses have to go through D.C. because we control the regulations that control the environment, right? Because it's not a free market thing. And so if you have to, and all the tax money and all the power goes through D.C. and the lobbyists and the cronies. So they've created an entire sector out of whole cloth uh, that's run through D.C. elitists uh, to capture some of that revenue. And uh, all the energy companies now have these new quotas, right, where a normal energy company has to do 20 percent green by fiat, whether it makes sense or not. And so they're just scratching their heads, making stuff up. And that's not what efficiency is about. Dr. Brett, now we're getting all set up for a Senate impeachment process, a trial. And as we look back what happened over the past week, leaders on the Hill have called the Pelosi-driven scheme a snap impeachment process without a complete investigation and concerns that it will set a dangerous precedent moving forward. Uh, Dr. Brett, what are your thoughts on the snap impeachment process in the House that went without a thorough investigation and how some 10 Republicans sided with Pelosi, who was appeasing the radical left wing. We are continuing our conversation with Congressman David Brad, who served the Commonwealth of Virginia's 7th District from 2014 to 2017. And Dr. David Brad serves on the International Leaders Summit's Executive Advisory Board. Yeah, well, I, I think it shows the power of the uh, monopoly mainstream media, uh, when you can bring enough pressure to bear to just make crazy statements in public and try to get rid of sitting U.S. senators uh, who had nothing to do with the radicals who stormed the Capitol and should be arrested. And then Harvard is thinking of rescinding their Harvard degree. And Harvard law used to mean, you know, like they had a decent law school. Uh, but now when you make charges and want to impeach the president of the United States, you don't even need evidence. You just make wild claims. And you have your monopoly press forward those claims, and no one can rebut them in public. And the polls are still 50-50 on these kind of things. So it's kind of shocking. And then you go back and you remember uh, that China is our number one strategic threat in the world. 
And when China was on the rise, the Democrats ignored uh, that and they ignored uh, Wuhan and the the emergence of the uh, virus out of Wuhan in China and instead tried to impeach the president four years ago, three years ago, two years ago and this year. So there's nothing new. Right. The last thing they can do is afford to for the public to know that the Wuhan military lab was producing strains of the virus intentionally and making them more lethal. And then they shut down all flights to Beijing, but opened up flights uh, for infected people to come to the United States, New York, Milan, Italy, etc. And you don't hear this. The, the devastation to this country and your family's health and your small business all came from Wuhan, China. But you can't say that in the press because there's trillions and trillions of dollars that the cronies and the business people need to do with growing China. So they're they're creating an entire narrative uh, that's one sided and uh, it's not in the best interest of the American people. And uh, it's it's funny, even the mainstream media now is finally four years later starting to talk about, well, it does look like the uh, virus did come from the Wuhan lab and uh, et cetera. So it, it's just we're living in Orwellian times for real. Dr. David Bratch, you have clearly communicated that China is not a friend of America or a competitor, but it is a threat to America and America's interests. And this year, the Chinese Communist Party will be commemorating its 100th anniversary. And just a week ago, uh, there was an incident whereby Indian and Chinese troops clashed, causing minor injuries on both sides. And now we're seeing that China is even undermining Australia, a close friend of America. And you have been so right on these concerns about China, uh, not just as a rising threat, but a constant threat uh, to America's future and uh, for its efforts in preserving the rule of law and advancing freedom. Yeah, no, that's right. And uh, Xi Jinping, three days ago in Davos, gave another speech and basically declared that state capitalism is on the rise and that there's going to be a reset. And he's he's the head of the reset. So in this country, I mean, we need to have a, a great awakening to counter this spiritual reset. The spiritual reset is the growth of socialism. But socialism is just a proxy for atheism. The Great March, right, in every communist country, when you got Merkel coming out and telling us that our, our abridgment of our First Amendment freedom of speech liberties is a problem, right? The, the person who is in Germany after National Socialism, Hitler, right, National Socialism, fascism, which came out of the left, and the first thing they do is they get rid of religion, of course, and then they get rid of free speech, and then they start putting you in the gulags. And uh, when you got Merkel telling the United States, uh, you guys are stepping over the line when it comes to uh, protected liberties, uh, the red light is blinking very boldly. It's just beyond comprehension how, how our leadership, we need more U.S. Republican senators and Congress members to step up and speak out loudly on this. When Merkel were, will step up, uh, why won't you? Dr. Brett, what is your message to our fellow Americans, patriotic American citizens, decent, law-abiding, and freedom-loving citizens? What is your message uh, to them uh, as they face these next two years and four years uh, of what we see, the tide of socialism? Yeah, my message is just get back to the basics, the Judeo-Christian tradition, the rule of law and the Constitution, free markets, pro-business. When the Jewish families sit down at the dinner, their, their number one go-to is, uh, remember when the Lord your God set you free from bondage in the land of Egypt. God worked in history, 
right? You got to have faith, but you also got to work in history. God told Moses at 80 years old, go talk to Pharaoh and tell him, let my people go and let them be free. God intends us to be a free people. And so we've, we've lost our marbles. We've lost track of, of just the basic faith claims and legal claims that we're all made in the image of God. And we're born to be free. God gave us free minds. And that needs to be protected. And so there's a positive message underlying all of it. The left wants to get rid of that message. Uh, But keep the faith, train in your families, and uh, spread the faith and spread the uh, political logic that our founders put forward in the Declaration, another uh, divinely inspired document. And uh, let's get at it. Dr. David Brad, thank you so much for your time. Uh, I thank you for joining us on America's Roundtable. Uh, We truly appreciate your clear insights and your challenge to our fellow Americans. You bet. Thank you. Thank you, Dr. Brad, and we look forward to having you back in Congress. So please (laughs) keep us abreast of your plans. All right. Thank you, Natasha. Thank you, Joe. I'm waiting for the clouds to part, but I'm still acting. All right. Great. (laughs) Thank Thank you you so much, Dr. Brad. You bet. God bless. Bye-bye. God God bless. bless. We, the people, we have to reclaim our constitutional rights and stop this unprecedented power grab by the governing class of Democrats who are joined by big business, big tech, mainstream media, and foreign governments. As taxpayers, we are sustaining the U.S. Congress and paying our public servants in the government. Big business is spending billions of dollars to get concessions from our representatives and public servants, concessions that are hurting us, us in different roles as taxpayers, consumers, employees, entrepreneurs, patients, hardworking and honest people. With our votes, we have to purge our representatives who are siding with big special interests and are working to our detriment. We have to purge both parties, Democrat and Republican. We have the U.S. Constitution on our side and over 240 years long history of constitutional republic based on the Judeo-Christian principles and led by the consent of the governed. In post-communist Eastern Europe, 300 million citizens had to learn for the very first time in the 1990s, just 30 years ago, that they are the taxpayers and that they are the ones who will elect their representatives through free and fair elections and that these representatives will be public servants. Overall, the political class, with notable exceptions, does not like accountability and wants to stay in power even if it means to cheat and manipulate elections. What is happening now is that the United States of America and post-communist Eastern Europe are converging in unaccountable governance by corrupt regimes, which is taking us to criminal capitalism. Let us remain proactive and vigilant, whether you are a Republican or Democrat, unseat your representatives who are siding with big business, big tech, and foreign governments. As Ronald Reagan said, and I quote, You and I are told we must choose between a left or right, but I suggest there is no such thing as a left or right. There is only an up or down, up to man's age-old dream, the maximum of individual freedom consistent with order, or down to the ant heap of totalitarianism. Regardless of their sincerity, their humanitarian motives, those who would sacrifice freedom for security have embarked on this downward path. Unquote. 
Let us not erase the 240 years of the Constitutional Republic based on the Judeo-Christian principles and led by the consent of the governed. On his first day in the White House, Joe Biden issued a decree to revoke the permit for the Keystone XL pipeline. 11,000 American jobs were lost on Biden's first day. In 10 days, the Biden-Harris policies brought to halt the southern border wall construction project, a major deterrent to stop illegal immigration, which would curtail the flow of illegal drugs and block human trafficking by organized crime networks. Halting the border wall construction eliminates another 10,000 American jobs. The total number of jobs lost in the first 10 days of the Biden administration is more than 70,000, including vital supporting jobs in local communities. 70,000 of our fellow Americans are now facing greater economic uncertainty and having to seek new jobs in a pandemic. Administration officials in a cold response stated that they can get other jobs. Now they, the administration officials, have great six-figure paying jobs. For 70,000 Americans losing their jobs, this is just the beginning of Biden's dark winter. Margaret Thatcher said, The trouble with socialism is that eventually you run out of other people's money. Now, there are talks of imposing additional socialist policies, including the punitive high taxes on America's middle class. Biden's policies are designed to hurt small businesses, the lifeline to local communities and economic growth. The Biden-Harris administration rejoined the Paris Accords. Experts have stated that it will benefit Europe and worse yet, give China a free pass to continue polluting the environment while American taxpayers fork over trillions of dollars funds that they are now borrowing from the next generation. Ronald Reagan said, I quote, as government expands, liberty contracts, unquote. He also said, government doesn't solve problems, it subsidizes them. What can individuals do? Each American should call members of Congress and demand that they block socialist policies that are killing jobs and undermining economic freedom. America's stakeholders, the decent, hard-working, patriotic citizens, must remain engaged and involved. Retreating will only hasten America's economic decline. Participating is vital, and we must hold the line and move forward to advance our shared values and principles and stand firm for freedom and the rule of law. This is America's Roundtable from Washington, D.C., an initiative of the U.S.-based think tank International Leaders Summit in partnership with Lancer Broadcasting in Michigan. We thank you for joining us on America's Roundtable. I am Jolan Ansami, your co-host joined by Natasha Sardorj, economist and co-founder of the International Leaders Summit. America's Roundtable brings together leading voices from business, government, media, and the public policy arena. Subscribe to America's Roundtable on Apple Podcasts and Spotify and via YouTube on International Leaders Summit. Visit iLeadersSummit.org.